Hi, I'm Julia Bruggen. This is about We Are Women, a podcast exploring female and new aspects on the topic of VR. I have Ziza Mukwadini from Zimbabwe talking to me today. Hello, Ziza. Hi, how are you, Julia? It's really nice to meet you and thank you so much for inviting us. Yes, definitely. Um, I was super excited when uh, we got in touch uh, over Facebook, uh, which yes. is a cool tool to basically uh, connect. And um, because uh, our listeners, I would like to hear a little bit more who you are and what is your background. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to the work at Matamba Film Labs? Okay, so um, I'm Cesar Mukwedin, as you said. So I started off, um, in fact, I'm a film um, and content producer. I produce documentaries um, on social pertinent issues, issues to do with women, issues to do with um, just development. And um, I'm with a niche, of course, on um, just telling our African stories from our own voices. So that's that's what I do. And then um, I've all, I've, I also worked as an editor for a, for a, quite a long time, and I was always interested in motion graphics and um, what else can can we do with uh, new mediums just to tell our stories. So um, I, I followed a friend again on Facebook who was doing all these amazing uh, 360 projection mappings on buildings. And then um, you know, I kept probing and asking him about uh, if that was virtual reality. And because um, I, I was really curious and then he decided, okay, um, I actually need to put you in touch with, with people who are doing virtual reality because with the work that you're doing back home and I know that you actually inspire a lot of women who are creatives, how about you actually um, um connect them to new media to VR as an opportunity because it's a fairly new medium and you know what it could actually be an opportunity I thought ah not a bad idea at all so we actually had also just um, started running uh, Matamba Film Labs for women with the main um, core of just um, providing them with um, skills training for for uh, major production roles like where they are a producer or a director or because um, down here our film industry is quite um, dormant so when you get women they are you know they're coming on as um, makeup artists so not that I'm saying there's anything bad you know they'll come as an assistant or as a makeup artist or as uh, um, uh, you know, someone who does the, the, the craft services or but no major roles really. And that was a point of concern for me because you know you can only count like, oh, we've got Caesar, we've got Rumbi, we've got Sitsi, we've got like a very few women that were actually spearheading um production at, at a major role. Um that's uh, also regionally and internationally. And I I was not happy about that. I decided no, you know what? Parents actually pay a lot of money for these young women to go to school to pursue a career in film, but they end up working in a shop. Um, so we decided to do a research. Um, so we got a bit of support from the British Council of Wales. We got we actually got the grant. You know, um, we said we want to explore. Um, we also want to partner. So we partnered with um, this organization called Four Pie Productions that they were doing VR in Wales. And then when you also went out to then start getting people to to just tell them about us, we got this organization called uh, Marshmallow Laser Feast, who also supported mm -hmm. us with quite a lot of headsets. Because we're like, okay, we don't even know where to start. Uh, we don't even have headsets. We don't even, what do we do? And, you know, we just, support just started coming in. Um, 
And then we were able to do that research um, with the grant from the British Council. And when we did the research, we were asking why why are our local women creatives not participating in digital tech tools to enhance their storytelling capacities? What was the problem? Or actually just take it back. Why is it that you, know, you start with a class of 50 young women um, doing film studies or media studies, and then at the end, when they graduate, you're only left with four when they get into industry, only one is actually still pursuing a film career. And then when we got that, you know, it had issues to do with safe working spaces because we get a lot of exploitation in Africa. You know, it's still a, a, a patriarchal society. So um, you need to, um, you know, sleep with someone so that you get a role. Um, but I was fortunate enough that when I started my career, I never had to do any of those things, you know. I, I never had to, um, I guess, in quotes, slip my way up. Opportunities yeah. were coming and um, I had the right amount of support. So that's when I decided, okay, uh, we can actually start. Uh, the other the core other, uh, was that there was very limited access to equipment. They also had you no know, family responsibilities that, you know, when you get $1,000, you are not going to go buy a headset. You are not going to go buy a VR-ready computer you are, or a gaming computer. You're probably going to pay school fees or deal with responsibilities at home, you know. Mm -hmm. And yet your male counterpart is going to go and get the equipment he needs. Um, and then there was also just not that much support is in people working in silos. People don't know, okay, I need support. You know how virtual reality gets complicated sometimes when you're in production. You can't figure out how to do something in Unity or in Blender or you need these assets and you just don't know what to do and you can't ask anyone. Because again, here being a patriarchal society, when you go and ask, there are very few men that actually want to help. You know, when you ask them, then they'll be like, okay, let me come, let me help you. The rest will be like, no, I don't know. They want to. No, we've had even opportunities where we went out looking for workers, Matamba, and we say to people, um, you know, we can provide these services for you. We can actually do some virtual reality showcases or, or training, safety training. And the next thing you hear, the guy said, oh, I went and bought those headsets. Yeah, I can do it myself. Just because you're women, it's really a patriarchal, <laughs> funny society. But anyway. Is this, um, is this also a topic with the woman that you work with when you see what stories they want to tell? Do they also address this topic within their stories? Some do. Um, you you can even if they are not, um, um, they subconsciously are, you know, addressing these issues that, you know, um, I want to break out, I want to be free, um, I can do this, but there are these hurdles in front of me. So it it comes out in the stories that they're telling or in them, which is actually really interesting. Right now we are in incubation. We've got three women that we are incubating that are producing stories and you you see the femininity coming out and such a beautiful thing because you know, one is creating a story on you know mother's uh, kitchen hut. It's something that's very symbolic um, in our African societies, a kitchen hut because that's mother's room. Like mothers spend most of their time in the, in the kitchen, but the family also just, you know, comes in just, um, um, works around her, so it's a central point in a in a in a in a family setup, and then um, we also have one who's doing um, you know a game on on a bird, a little bird and her mother, and um, you know they're going to a, they're trying to get to a land called uh, Ford Ever, 
but this, they're facing so many hurdles to be able to get there. And then the third one is actually doing a story on a mother and a daughter. Uh, it's a traditional folklore whereby a mother, it's like a, an African Hansel and Gretel, yeah, something like that. But these, these, um, this one and her mother, her mother used to keep her in a forest to keep her safe because she had special powers. And then this wolf comes and, you know, imitates um, the mother's song that she, which was like the secret code to have the mother open for her. And um, um, when the wolf finally gets out to imitate, he kidnaps her. And so the mother has to go and rescue her. So you see the femininity coming out of all their stories. Um, you know, we've done other films where um, this, um, we've got one of our women who we've incubated in the past two incubators. She's she's deaf and she's creating, a, she created an AR application that teaches people sign language. Can you tell us a little bit, um, how is the work with her? What were like maybe surprises uh, that you didn't think yeah. of because she might have brought something to the table that people who are not deaf might have not thought about. Yeah, so already just the, just the learning with her. So she got a, sm a small grant. We we facilitated it for her to get a small grant from um, Electric South, um, which is like, a, um, uh, like one of our key players on the continent in terms of XR. Um, so they they give like they do residences and calls like regional residences and calls. So she got in, um, and then she was working locally. So we were like the back end support here. Um, and already the first thing we noted that you know they I think there were about eight of them and they got grants. But hers, then you know when you get that five thousand, you realize it's the least amount because she's going to need so much support around her. You know she would need an interpreter. She would need um, a shadow, of which I was uh, volunteered as the shadow. <laughs> Someone who knows what they're doing would then help explain things to her to say, okay. And all this was done virtually. So imagine you have your meeting in an hour, and then for her, um, you need to explain to her for like six more hours what exactly they're saying so that she gets it. So you, you, she needed a whole team like supporting her. She needed also someone who you know who knew um, how to build the tech stuff that she needed. But with her also doing some um, components, because remember she's learning, but then she also can't learn that fast. So you can't then say, oh, okay, you're learning now, can you code? Can you do this? Can you do that? Where's your, so we needed support of someone who understood websites and coding and would co then connect that to augmented reality. Mm -hmm. So it was quite a cool experience because, you know, the things that we we think of that, um, no, this is going to be easy um, when it comes to sign language, when it comes to body movements, you know, and she, then she said, you know, people will be like, no, aesthetically just shoot from the waist upwards but then she has to explain to you that no that doesn't work in sign language because it's an offense you know you have to show the whole body um no this application won't work yeah it was it was we're now building 3d the fingers have to do the right things so so many things that we take for granted um um, that we think, oh, it's going to be easy. Yeah, you can just do this, but no, you can't just do that because you're also um, uh, you're not being inclusive. Because... I think that's a wonderful example of what is also going on um, in the world of VR because I, yes. I remember also when when I'm uh, creating myself, it is it's super hard for a minute, you know, because you can't yeah. deal with it simple with subtitles. I mean, of course, you could put subtitles <laughs> into vr 
but it's a whole different world where you're going to read the text and then you're in 360 degrees and it's yeah. it's very different so i think it's uh, wonderful that you had the chance to develop something with a person that actually really is inside of the whole situation it really is and you know it's it's actually like okay you know what we are actually communicating but we are not using the the usual modes of communication we are not using our words we are not talking we have to use sign language and we have to also make sure that the next person who understands sign language also gets it and uh i i loved it i absolutely loved i loved it you can actually look for her on instagram she does um sisa uh, sign language i'll share the the link with you so that maybe mm -hmm. you can share with the people that are listening in on our podcast as well and you 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 can actually see that you know what from the point she started last year to where she is now she's really advanced so my hope is that she can actually be facilitated in a bigger um bigger incubation program whereby they allow her you know for the rest of the year just to create just to have the right support around her and do it. I promise magic from her because she's really into it. Yes, we definitely have to share the link and, and show the people. Speaking of uh, the people, if they hear this podcast and they want to get involved with Matamba Filmler, what do they have to do um, to get in touch with you and to get involved? Okay. So for starters, they have to follow us on our social media pages um, on Matamba VR. TikTok and, and Twitter, but mainly we use Instagram and Facebook. So if you just look for Matamba Film Labs uh, for women, you'll find us. And then on Instagram is Matamba underscore film underscore labs. Also on our website, um, Matamba Film Labs is one word, dot com. You can find us as well. Or um, you can just reach out to us on uh, our email accounts, matambafilmlabs at gmail.com. We still have a lot of work to do because we do, we opened up space trying to address some of those um, um, uh, um, needs that the women had. We opened up a space which we have been running for over a year and a half now, and we are really proud of that. Um, and then we also, uh, uh, hosting our festival, our very first festival, which we are really proud of again um, in October. So we are probably making noise about that on our social media pages. And we are still um, um, still appealing for support to be able to do that um, so that we can host a really cool festival and showcase experiences from all over the world of what people can do with virtual reality. So it's all eyes on us because no one has done it in Zimbabwe so first of all, you know, they're looking at us like, oh, no one has done it in Zimbabwe. But secondly, they're looking at us and saying, ah, do these women think they can do it? Like, mm, <laughs> Yes, I'm definitely know, so. sure you can do it. And we've made so many connections even on social media, you know, people following, like just like the amazing thing that we connected with you as well on, on Facebook. I mean, it's 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 that kind of um, support that we are getting from social media platforms that is like really cool. You know, it means yeah. that people are endorsing our work. It means that people see us. It means that people believe in us. And um, it's it's really, really cool. It gives us the wings to continue to fly. Where do you see the future in virtual reality in connection also with the woman that, that you're working with? So our core right now is to create, 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 create as much um, Afrocentric content as we can. Because like what I keep saying, the world has, does not have enough of Africa. 
we've not had enough of African experiences, African stories, and not the stereotypes that um, you know the world media um, pushes. There's so much beauty, there's so much um, amazing experiences and so much realities that we want to share with the world. So that's what we're just pushing our women now that, you know what, we've talked, we've learned, now it's time to actually work and push ourselves. So again, we look forward to, to connecting with um, a lot more regional and global um, residencies and um, support so that our women can go in and actually have facilities to be able to create that content. Um, that's what that is my deepest desire to see this um, grow to that you know we've got um, you know at least okay not it's not going to be an army but at least fifty at least a hundred women that we've supported and inspired you know to be able to actually maybe some were scared some thought oh you know if I start in this virtual reality who will support me we are right here and you know if we can if you need, if 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 we can share a headset if we can whatever we have, you know, just so that we we support women to grow. Um, and one other thing I want to tell you actually is about our name, Matamba. Um, so we do have this fruit that grows in Zimbabwe, in Sub-Saharan Africa, in dry areas. And this fruit only ripens when there has been a good um, rainy season. It's only like in good climatic conditions that this fruit grows. So it actually indicates to us that, oh, is there going to be drought? Is there not going to be drought? So they're called matamba or they're called monkey oranges, I think in English, I'm sure. So um, um, it needs the right climatic conditions. So that's where we took the name from to say, you know what, we actually want to create the right climatic conditions for women, our women to thrive, our creative women so that they grow and um you know we leave no excuses behind that oh i would have been a vr expert if only i had a headset i would have been a vr expert if only i had a computer that could load blender or if only i had a safe space to work from or if only i had someone to talk to about what i was trying to create so we are we are that we are matamba and that's what we stand for that is wonderful yeah that, that is great um, Thank you, Caesar. Um, to to give um, an overview of three mm -hmm. things at the moment that you need most, what would that be? Money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll always be in need of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need money. We need also um computers that uh actually support uh gaming that render. Uh, real time because as you know um the the uh, softwares that we work in they need um strong computers so they're really expensive uh, in southern africa you can get a good one for about two or three thousand dollars which is beyond the reach of many of our women so we're always in need of computers um you know we've been raising one at a time but it's it's not enough because so far i think we've only managed to get support of four so with the women that are now coming to us, we need computers in our 20s so that we can run properly our training um, stuff. And then we are also in need of headsets. Just um, I know we got some headsets, but some of them um, have been phased out. And then some of them uh, where we, we got, we, we faced a robbery here, so we were robbed. So we lost That's like really, some really good oh my ones. God. Yeah. yeah. After that, you know, after all that, you get robbed. So we are still need to replace them. We lost about um, eight good ones, and that's okay. a lot. 
yeah. for us. And then the others needed um, computer support that we can. So if we just have compute, uh, headsets that, um, that are freestanding, um, that don't really need as much support, that would really help because it takes us far. We also need those for our festival. So to anyone who's out there right now and who yeah. has an idea of helping you guys, please get in touch with Ziza. Ziza, it's been a wonderful talk. Thank you so much. You. For now, I just wish you a wonderful day. Have a lovely day from Harare, Zimbabwe. And thank you so much, guys, for listening in. Um, it's really good to connect with you all and looking forward to all the connections. <laughs>